0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another Spanish Chat. My name is Jim and I am the author of SponGOT. Uh, thank you very much for, for coming back again. Uh, this Spanish Chat we have another special guest, Cecilia, Cecilia Nobre. Um, we got to speak about many, many different things. Uh, uh, we, we got to speak about her journey from, from teaching into teacher training and uh, also into materials development. Um, so Cecilia, she's, she's done lots of different work uh, with teacher training, but also materials development on, on for example, her blog on Freed um, and she's very very active on, on social media with, with her Facebook group and stuff and so it's really great to look at her inspirations and her motivations behind that. Um, we also got to speak about some of the challenges that she's faced um, in not only as a teacher but also as perhaps um, as, as a woman in, and also as a non-native um, teacher and teacher trainer. Uh, and so that was really, really insightful to see her thoughts behind some of the things that she's gone through. Um, what else? We also looked at uh, some book recommendations that she has um, for you guys. Now, if you do like this video, please give us a like, please give us a thumbs up. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Um, there are more sponge chats coming. Um, and I look forward to seeing you guys in the future. Okay, guys, take care. Hi, Cecilia. how are you?
1: Hi, James, how are you doing? James,
0: I'm good. Jim, Jim. We'll, we'll go with Jim, we'll go with Jim. Um, Jim, okay. I, I'm good. Um, thank you very much for being here uh, this afternoon. I, I know that you're in Turkey, I'm in Spain. so. I mean, it's six o'clock. I think thank you're for an inviting a- me. Yeah, I think you're an hour ahead, correct? In in Yes, in I am. Yeah, quarter past seven. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for for taking the time out of your schedule to be here. Um, from what from Pleasure. what we we'll talk about in your emails, it seems like you've been go- going back. You you were in Brazil seeing is it was it, you were in Brazil seeing your family, I believe, and then you came. My back. family,
1: yeah, for ten yeah. days. Yeah, I'm back yeah. now.
0: How was that? Um, was it good to go back to Brazil and then good to come back to Turkey?
1: It was great. Yeah, it was great. I miss, I, I really miss my family. I couldn't um, go there last year. I planned to go, but because of the, you know, all the restrictions, I decided to cancel. So it was great to, to see everyone.
0: Brilliant. Excellent. And in Turkey, where are you? I'm Istanbul. Istanbul. Okay. Brilliant. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And um, I imagine it must, I mean, in Spain at the moment, it is crazily hot. Um, is is it the same in Istanbul? I imagine. Same I here. Same yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, I
1: had to fix my fan. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've got, like, the fan here just, just trying to keep me yeah. cool while I'm sweating. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, <laughs> um, well, I suppose, before we get into the sponge chat, as usual, I'll go through the purpose. Um, so the reason for sponge chats is really to to give teachers uh, or EOT professionals, really, so not only teachers, but the editors and so on and so forth, um ideas on the different avenues that they can take within their career um so you yourself you're you're a teacher trainer and materials developer uh, you're an eap tutor um and I, I think your experience and the context in which you've worked uh would be really really interesting to, to, to teachers and so that for example when they you know as we come into the industry often we think of you know teaching that's it it just stops there when in reality there are Different ways and different different mm. avenues yeah, that, that teachers can take. And so I'd like to get um, you know various perspectives because, for example, my my how I got to become a teacher trader, I imagine it's going to be quite different to, to yourself. Um, and hopefully we can encourage teachers to, to not only stay within language teaching, um, but really to develop and, and increase the professionalism within our industry. Um, that's yeah. that's my goal overall. Um, so, without further ado, I suppose let's shift the focus on to Thelia. Why don't you tell us about you? Who are you professionally?
1: Sure, oh, yeah. So, I've been a teacher for 20 years. Nobody believes when I say that because people assume that I'm much younger than I look. But, oh. yeah, it's true. 20 to actually 21. Uh, I started when I was 19 years old. So, you do the maths, right? <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I've been teaching for, you know, since I was 19, and and, I started in Brazil. I'm Brazilian, so I started in Brazil teaching different groups, uh, different contexts, and uh, then fast forward to 2017. I um, did my master's in the UK at the University of Warwick. I was awarded uh, the Hornby Scholarship, and this was a huge milestone in my career. Um, So then in the UK, I also uh, taught some uh, volunteering groups. And it was a, a great experience as well, because I could not, it was the first time that I could not speak my students l1 so it was a huge challenge and they were beginners and i had to find different ways and techniques to uh, be able to uh, understand them first of all and and create that rapport as well so uh, that was in the uk Uh, and when i finished the uh, my masters i came to turkey i didn't want to go back to brazil Uh, i came to turkey and I found this, this great job at a private university here. And since uh, 2019, I've been uh, teaching EAP. And it was my first experience as uh, an EAP uh, teacher as well. So, um, And I would say the, the way I started uh, training teachers and working with, with teachers was, um, I would say it was in 2012, mm. but then we can talk about that later, <laughs> perhaps.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's brilliant. That's what I'd like to lead on to now. You, 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 I mean, your, your teaching experience is quite varied. I mean, you, you've, you've obviously taught in uh, Brazil and then obviously in the UK and in Turkey. Um, but you mentioned that obviously you moved into training around uh, 2012. What was sort of the, the catalyst for that change or, or, or what opportunity presented itself?
1: yeah i would say that was more an informal way of training because um in 2012 i created a facebook group for teachers right uh, so um, which started with you know very few people and now it has over it has almost really 10,000 teachers and wow. I am quite active in this group so I've been listening and sharing ideas with teachers um, so it, it's not a formal way but I think that was my my initial motivation to uh, to step uh, ahead in this teacher training uh, mode. Hmm. And uh, then it was the, the the master's because my my specialism was uh, teacher education. Right. So ELT with teacher education uh, specialism.
0: Brilliant. Excellent. And. Um... In terms of some of the training experiences that you've had, would you like to tell us about some of sort of the experience you've had training teachers or working in teacher education?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I've done some workshops uh, as a freelance teacher. I love working with videos. So I've done some workshops on how to use videos in, oh. in, their, in their lessons. Um, also how to use authentic materials So uh, I've done some some workshops, also some Facebook lives through the Facebook uh, page teaching English British Council. Mm -hmm. And they usually share my lesson plans and they uh, invited me for some um, live uh, Facebook lives there. So this is I would say this is how I started uh, delivering workshops.
0: Mm Yeah, and um, it seems like you're you're also quite heavily involved in developing your own materials and putting these out um, to you know teachers around the world. Um yeah. what was why why move into materials development? What was the what why is it just because you felt like you there's something that you wanted to do or you were good at presenting I, materials? Or? Yeah, I wanted I wanted to do I've
1: always liked to to develop my own materials and as i as, as i've mentioned before i like using authentic materials so authentic mm-hmm. videos i didn't see that much in course books i have nothing against course books by the way <laughs> i'm not that kind of person uh, but i felt that there was um there was a need for more authenticity so i love uh, using videos from, uh, for example, from YouTube. There is a great channel called 60 Second Docs and, um, and other authentic materials, you know, pictures, uh, news story. So that's how I decided to uh, write my lesson plans and share on on my blog. And that led me to, you know, to. I wanted to become more professional to to design more professionally looking lesson plans and uh and that's why i decided to um join the course by oxford university with john hughes it was it was great
0: yeah that sounds like an amazing course um wh- it was, was it a, was it a big learning curve the course or were there a lot of things that you would covered before
1: uh, no, it was a big learning curve. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, it, it everything makes sense, you know. <laughs> but but as um, you know, I'm not an experienced writer. I would say that I'm I'm quite novice in this area of uh, writing materials um, because I usually, you know, I used to do that as more like a like a hobby, and when I uh, had some time, I would design a lesson plan, and it was. It, I didn't have any any commitment to 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 design something really really good. But now I am more aware of what you know what should work or or what uh, what are the most effective ways of designing different uh, exercises like for for speaking for listening. Yeah. So um, yeah. So everything made made sense, but. But when you are uh, inexperienced, you, you you don't think about those those things like criteria yeah. for uh, writing materials, for example.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean the 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 instructors on that course, but also I imagine that the, the other teachers and professionals taking that course, there must have been a wealth of knowledge uh, just yeah, the, the yeah, people it's... there. yeah. Uh, yeah, I've... because
1: we. We get to see other people's materials and feedback. They give they give us feedback as well, so it's it's great.
0: Oh, excellent! Um, in terms of other development courses that you've taken, are there any that stand out that have been uh, amazing?
1: Yeah, well, I've recently uh, taken the course by ITD Pro. Mm. Uh, it's called Meaningful Action. It was delivered by one and only Scott Thumbrie. And, you know, let's just say it was was amazing. It was an eight-week course. And um, it's focused on how to be, how to, um, and this is the book that we based our, um, and this is the book I want to recommend, uh, how to use more humanistic teaching in our practice. Right. So that was... Very I'd say liberating
0: <laughs> yeah that's interesting. Um, was this the I, I think I remember you writing a post um, on principle eclecticism was, was this based on this course or was it based Yes on it? Yeah.
1: exactly yeah. yeah, yeah, because each week we would read a chapter and discuss um, the ideas with with Scott and the other um, the other teachers, so um, yeah. It was based on different chapters.
0: Brilliant, excellent. Yeah, I mean that's something I feel quite strongly with. Um, in fact, I shared. I think I shared your, your blog post. Uh, I thought it was quite, quite, quite good, and something that that teachers I think need to realize that there is mm-hmm. eclecticism, but there's Absolutely. also principled eclecticism. I I, I don't think they're separate. Absolutely. I think, I think they need to go together. Um, yeah, it's
1: not everything goes right. The, the, there is, yeah, there are some principles, of course, yeah
0: no interesting um and in terms of other qualifications have you did, did I, i'm not sure have you done a daughter or a dip thesis? um or no no I haven't. okay no no no
1: i've done the the masters yeah
0: the masters yeah and i mean the university yeah. of warwick is uh they have an amazing program there um and they they're, do that it's it's quite a you know a world-renowned program um in terms yeah, of it's
1: one of the top ten in the UK. Sorry to to disturb to no, interrupt you. Yeah, no, it's no, one no, of no. the top ten in ELT. So I'm I'm very proud of I feel very lucky and, and proud to, to be part and to uh to have been awarded this scholarship because otherwise I wouldn't have I wouldn't have afforded this. So it was no, great.
0: I, of course, yeah. Um in terms of so as as you've moved into teacher training and materials uh, materials development, um, I imagine there must have been some some challenges along the way, or perhaps you are even still experiencing some challenges now. Um, yeah, are there any that sort of stand out that uh, you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, I think the first challenge would be, you know, the the pressure you put on yourself is the what we call the impostor syndrome. Mm. So. Uh, you know, no matter how qualified I am, or teachers in general are, and how much experience you've got, um, I don't know if this uh, happens more with women, perhaps, but uh, I feel that, um, at least with me, you, you always have this little doubt, like, can, can I do that, is, you know, right. will Will people uh, trust me? Mm. Um, and I always, um, I, I very perfectionist. I know it's a bit of a cliché to say that, but I am. If, if I know that I'm not ready to do something, I rather not do it. Right. Uh, so, but you, at least with me, that was the first challenge to, to really. Um, to 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 feel the courage to do something and to deliver a course, to prepare a course, mm. um, and perhaps the second one is the um, the fact. Yeah, we cannot we cannot uh, um, ignore that. Is the fact that I'm uh, I hate this term. I hate it. It's the non-native uh, speaker. So that's that's another challenge. And I think on top of being a woman, uh, you know. I come from Brazil and it's difficult to, sometimes it's difficult to, to, um, to voice what, what you feel and what you, you believe. Um, I've had a few little arguments on social media because of that, uh, especially coming from men. <laughs> so it is, it, is, um, it is a challenge. Mm.
0: That's, um, I, I think we should explore those two issues a little bit more um sure. so the, the imposter syndrome I, I think that that's uh not only for teachers but especially for trainers um I think is yeah. something that's very very uh always there I mean if I reflect on my mm-hmm. own my own experience I, I would consider myself a junior trainer you know I've only been training for I... for, for three I'm coming into my fourth year now um and so mm-hmm. so, so not not a very long time and, you know, sometimes I'm working with teachers that have been, you know, teaching and perhaps training themselves, um, you know, for 15 to 20 years. Um, and you know, maybe they've done masters, maybe they've done more qualifications mm-hmm. and, and, you no, know, so there's there's these moments where I feel like, am I, am I can I really do this? Can I really help yeah. them look at that? So, yeah, and so, so yeah I think that's- do you compare yourself,
1: Jim? Do you compare yourself?
0: Um, I don't compare myself in the sense like mm, this teacher has this many experience, this many years of experience, so so, so, so they're better. No, I, I don't think that. I think the roles of the trainer and the teacher are quite different. Um, so my perspective of what a trainer is, um, is uh, it's quite multifaceted. But I think at the end of the day, mm-hmm. our role is to help teachers understand what their beliefs are and look at how their beliefs are aligned with their teaching or more often than not not aligned with their teaching yeah and see yeah. how we can meet those work together and then improving along mm-hmm. the way um i'm not sure does that fall in line with what you think a trainer a trainer's role is or are there any other yeah perspectives yeah you like
1: yeah and i think to to show teachers that um that there is uh there is no um spe- you know teaching is not scientific so there is no um right answer for everything so uh, this is what i usually tell trainees uh um even though we have like there's so much you know um uh, research on different areas different uh, aspects of teaching
0: yeah.
1: uh you know of course, the, the, I think the best, the, the the best people who would truly truly know what's going on in the classroom is the teachers. You know, I cannot tell them, um, no, this is the best way to do it. You know, so um, yeah. it's really to give them the tools so they they can make uh, an informed decision um, on you know what they should do in their classroom or not.
0: Yeah, I completely agree um i th- i i do think however that sometimes there is the perception from the teacher that the trainer is supposed to have the answer
1: yes yeah
0: which you know if it's on a course for example if it's teaching for example a course on task-based language teaching and the teacher has no experience with task-based language teaching, of course the trainer is there to provide content understandable mm-hmm. but in, in for example in in-service training programs um you know, I work with the currently I work with quite inexperienced teachers mm-hmm. and they're very much, you know, always looking for the answer. Um, and sometimes it's hard to not give them the answer. Sometimes it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not from my opinion. Right. So I, yes, I, find, yeah. I find that difficult. I find that a challenge.
1: It is. It is. But it's but but this is what we we expect from novice teachers. Right. Because mm. of their lack of experience. And I think as they develop, they will understand that it's um it, it, it doesn't happen like that. Yeah. But, um, because I remember when a long time ago, when I was a novice teacher, I was, you know, waiting for answers, you know, yeah. um, either with, with trainers or in the books. Uh, but when you, when you start, you start to dig in, you know, more, you find that people have different beliefs, even, even, uh, researchers have different, yeah. uh, perspectives. So, um, there is no right, there is no right answer, yeah.
0: I think that links quite nicely to your, to the idea of principled eclecticism. It's like, if you're going to make those decisions, understand why. And that's where yeah. I think that's where I think the trainers, our role then is to help teachers not only understand their beliefs, but push teachers to really say, okay, well, if you believe that, why do you believe that? Yeah, um, yeah. And I agree, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm reading a um, trainer development by uh, and Bolitha, uh, Bolitha. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Bolitha, but I'm not sure. Um, and it talks about this idea of, you know, trainers, perhaps uh, we really should hold our ideas back and let teachers develop themselves in the sense of become aware. And our goal is really to guide them, but provide, you know, little insights here and there. I still mm-hmm. find that quite yeah. difficult because, you know, obviously, some yeah. teachers they are looking for yeah. those answers, and uh, it's quite difficult sometimes. They are, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. You, it reminded me of uh, you know going back to to the masters. Um, I uh, work with Steve Mann. Steve Mann is the guy of reflective practice, mm. and um, he talks about dialogic reflection, right. and. Um, and this is this is what he he usually uh, says about this this uh, dialogic talk. So when giving when giving feedback, really, you 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 as as a trainer, you should kind of mirror um, the, the 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 teacher. Mm. And instead of you know, uh, you ha- we have to resist the urge of giving you know of giving advice or or giving answers, but really. Um, ask those questions back to to uh, the teacher or rephrase those questions. I remember oh. he was also my supervisor, my dissertation supervisor. And oh, uh, it was great because um, I had so many questions to ask me and but <laughs> he he usually asked me back like what do you think about that? Do you think so it was more like a therapy session, you know? Yeah. Uh, it worked well. I got a distinction, but it was it was really yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. the conversations <laughs> we had. Yeah. Um, because he didn't he, he didn't give me an answer but it was really um making me reflect on my my questions and uh making me find possible answers
0: yeah 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 uh, it's, it's yeah I completely agree um but i will reiterate that i still find that quite difficult sometimes it I is yeah to, yeah
1: absolutely pull
0: myself back now, one of the other points Absolutely. that you mentioned in one of the challenges is obviously being a non-native speaker and being a female mm. non-native speaker. Um, mm-hmm. That's something that I can only, I suppose, mm, sympathize. I've never felt that, um, yeah. that, that pressure before. And that's only something that I've, when I came into the industry, I came into the industry in a very privileged manner uh, in the sense that I didn't, right. I didn't intend to stay in teaching. Um, and mm. I was gifted with this godly power of being a native speaker. Um, and uh, at the time I didn't, you know, I was oblivious to the, to the dynamics of the language teaching world. And it wasn't only mm. until I started, you know, I did my daughter and was asked to really reflect on the teaching situation. And so uh, being a non-native, uh, sort of non-native, uh, English teacher, uh, and trainer as well, um, mm. how how did you sort of overcome those pressures I mean there must have been a lot of pressure like you said on, on social media there's always arguments I find that uh, yeah. even I'm getting involved and in saying you know it's just ridiculous what people are saying um, and yeah. you know looking at you state research and people are just like no it's, ah. so how do you yeah. how did you look at your own identity and push yourself to to keep going
1: yeah. Well, in, in the past, I tried to ignore and just, you know, try not to get those things uh, hit me. But uh, I noticed that uh, if we ignore this, it, it's, it will keep coming. So um, what I decided to do now, as much as sometimes I really get a, a little bit angry, is, uh, is to voice my, my, um, my beliefs. So, uh, and, and really try to, you know, to, to make my point. And uh, if people accept, uh, if, you, if you, people accept, okay, if they don't, they don't. Because we have to, um, we have to understand that. So, what I usually do is, um, if somebody is, is harassing me, I block people. And uh, I've done that before a few times if uh people for example in this this Facebook group right if somebody is disrespectful towards me or another teacher or any time any time that this topic comes up, I know that there will be some some um arguments and I just uh tell them to you know this is this is not uh um, this is not right you mm. know and and uh, um what I usually do I, I try to not ignore but but just voice my my ideas and with some with some links, with some research, so people know it's not you know, I'm not I'm not a crazy person or angry lady. <laughs> uh, but really to show that it's it's not right it's uh uh it yeah. should not be overlooked so um but yeah but the fact that that I've become a trainer recently um a friend of mine once told me that like, I, I hope it, well I hope this person doesn't uh um, get angry. He, uh, he once told me that, be careful, Cecilia, because there will be lots of jealousy. You will feel that. Um, and uh, I felt that already. I have I felt that. And I just try to, you know, surround myself with people who lift me up and support me. And, you know, haters are going to hate, right?
0: Yeah. Um, it's, it's a very sad... You know, it's a very sad fact that within our industry, there's still this level of unprofessionalism, if you will, Um, and it's sort of perpetuated by almost an industry bias. Um, uh, In fact, I'm working on sort of an article of my experiences working with uh, certain non-native teachers in different um, situations. So, for example, this year in one of the workshops I was delivering for... Uh, for Cambridge University Press so I, I was working with teachers in a school mm. and, and, and a teacher she we, we went around and we we're talking we we're introducing ourselves talking about some of the things we liked and she told me her name and I was like this was a, she was a very Spanish person and she had a very English name and I was like okay do you do you have parents or I was thinking that maybe she was coming from you know a family member that that's mm. a, that, that was from the UK but no she'd she'd actually invented a uh, a more British name, so really? that she, so that she could get more work, and so that the perceptions of her students uh, would. be It's different. not the
1: first time I've heard that. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, it's and not the first story.
0: It's it's for me. I was thinking, wow, this is to the point where uh, this teacher has, has has had to change her identity almost I, in I, order to. I don't to feel blame. Like
1: that. I don't blame her. I don't yeah. blame her. It's a yeah. uh, it's a cruel. Um, battle yeah actually yeah so um and i think uh, another thing why it's important to to speak up in my case because i know that um other teachers listen to me you know mm. and um i've had lots of you know some hate but lots of positive comments from other yep. non-native teachers and they say oh this is is great that, you know, that you that speak up and you don't let those um, those people to harass you or to, to offend you. So um, I also do that for them, you know, to show other teachers that that we, you know, we are worth and we are qualified and we can be, we are, not can be, we are as good as any other teacher. So yeah. um I think it's it's important to not to be a role model, but to to really show other teachers that somebody, you know, somebody cares about that. You know, they're they're not alone.
0: Exactly. I mean, like I said, I think there's a certain responsibility that comes with having a platform that we have and
1: yeah.
0: um And the thing that blows my mind is that the literature supports our opinion right so research Mm. yeah it's just anyway (laughs) we'll leave we'll leave the anger for the side yeah Um,
1: otherwise we will never finish (laughs) yeah
0: but thank you for sharing those thoughts and and those experiences i mean there must be some painful experiences in there so thank you for sharing that yeah um okay now we we've spoken about some challenges moving into teacher training um Mm. But what about materials development? Because that seems to be another significant area of your your sort of your teaching yeah. life. Um, yeah. What were some of the challenges uh, that that you're still experiencing, I imagine, or even at the start with with materials development? Yeah.
1: Um. To really make well. To uh, find. Um. Good content that will last. Uh, longer, not for you know, not something uh, about the current affairs or or anything yeah. that's happening now, but something that would uh, last like long term. Um, and um, to make, I think my my biggest challenge is to make my materials more inclusive. Right. Um, yeah, I I know that they're not. <laughs> uh, so in terms of you know, more accessible to students with different learning needs yeah. in terms of coloring, font, and things like that. Yeah. Um, I need to work. I need to work on that.
0: Yeah. That's, um, that, that's something really interesting. I was, uh, I, I was speaking to to Karen Spiller and Suke from the OTA Teacher to Writer, and mm. they were talking about their, their new book, by Tyson Seaborn, Um and uh, it's on writing inclusive materials. I haven't read it. Yeah, eh? I haven't read it, but I've heard uh-huh. from uh-huh. people that have, and it's a very, very positive review. Um, but it's something that you know, um, like it's you said, right? Yeah, writing inclusive materials and and like you said, making your materials more inclusive for everyone. It's a difficult thing, I think, to do. But just because it's difficult, we, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. I suppose is the thing to to say, right? Um, yeah,
1: absolutely. I lo- I love the challenge.
0: <laughs> yeah, give um, me the
1: challenge. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, brilliant. So in terms of, um, let's say that there are teachers, um, perhaps in you know teaching in Brazil or teaching in Turkey, teaching anywhere in the world, um, native, non-native, doesn't really matter. Um, mm-hmm. But what what advice would you have for them? Uh, perhaps if they're looking to move into, we'll start with teacher training. What advice would you have for yeah. teachers looking to move into, tu- into training? Uh,
1: yeah, I think um, the first one is to um, to, to do, I, I think there's, we, we can't escape that, you, to do uh, an advanced course or, or a certification such as the Delta or an MA or mm-hmm. the DTSO. Um, I think this is, this is very important. Um, I don't think that CELTA holders have the, um, have, have all the, um, uh, skills to become, um, a trainer, hmm. uh, unless they have done other courses, right? I, I don't know, right. but, um, unless they have done other courses, I don't think that only the CELTA, um, it, it's enough. But also, um, I think it's important to, uh, to talk to teachers, right. um, you know, informally as well, I think, because this is, this is how you will understand what, what they need and uh, what kind of help you can give them. Uh, because even in teacher training, there are some, there are different niches. so uh, you can work in materials writing you can work on uh, delivering skills workshops for example or focused on more research so uh, or young learners or different um, age groups so um, I think this is important as well to, to really connect uh, to teachers and, and see what, you know, what they need. And um, I think that Facebook groups are great. The online communities of practice like Facebook or LinkedIn, perhaps, um, or even on social media. So I believe these are, you know, they are good starters. Um, what else? In, uh, and deliver workshops for free. Perhaps this is, this is how I started. Um, try to um, create workshops and deliver workshops or webinars for free and get feedback from teachers. Right. This is very, very important. Get honest, constructive feedback from, from teachers through a survey or anonymous survey and something like that yep. so you can improve your, your skills. So I think these are, yeah, good ways to start. I, th-
0: I, I, uh, I mean, you're echoing pretty much what many of the other trainers have said on Spanish chats, um, and I really like what you said about, you know, working in your in your in your own context, informally, just helping teachers. Kind of, you've 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 mirrored what uh, what Tom Kittle said. You know, everyone, all teachers are teacher trainers the moment they start giving advice to other teachers, right? Mm. Um, Absolutely, and, yeah. And I think that's where you find if you if you have a lot of ideas if you find that you're that teachers are coming mm-hmm. to you for for advice uh, on mm-hmm. anything really um, then maybe that's maybe that's a sign that that teacher training could be for you right
1: exactly exactly
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly yeah I have I have almost every day I have uh, like messages DMs on my my Instagram or, or Facebook from teachers asking different sorts of things and sometimes I, I, I try my best to help everyone, but sometimes I don't have the answer, or I recommend somebody else. When, for example, when there is a teacher asking for some advice on on what materials to use with young learners, I recommend like Claire or other um, other friends who work with young learners. So yeah. I think, yeah, like talk to teachers informally and uh, help each other. Yeah,
0: yeah definitely, um, and. What about moving into materials development or materials writing? Would you have any advice for those teachers?
1: Um, I think it's very important to uh, join a course. Um, So I highly recommend this one I did um, at Oxford University, but I think it's an annual course, so they will... Perhaps run again next year, right. but I know Nile has also um, they they are also running a course, right? And yeah, I'm the, sure the materials
0: it's, development. It's, one, yeah,
1: yeah, I'm sure that it's amazing, and uh, and get feedback from more experienced uh, writers. I'm sure that if you perhaps start sharing your not only from writers but from teachers as well uh you start sharing your lesson plans on your blog and uh again get feedback from teachers you you will um improve but this is what i'm trying to do professionally and um and i think this this course was very important to me uh to give me you know everything i need oh Hopefully, everything I need to start um, my career in publishing.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Excellent. And um, something
1: as, as a side job. Yeah.
0: Yeah, amazing. Um, it seems like you've placed quite a high value on, on courses and development courses and working with other professionals. Um, that's something that I do. Yes. Yeah. I love
1: doing courses. <laughs> I yeah. love it.
0: I, I, I because think, because of the
1: networking as well, not only because of the t- sorry, <laughs> not only because of the the tutor, but also the networking is amazing. Uh, you yeah. know the the other teachers that you you get to know and and share ideas. Uh, it's it's great. So um, I yeah I love doing courses. Yeah
0: yeah I <laughs> and think... attend the
1: webinars. That's that's another passion. I love webinars. I've attended like so many so many. <laughs> <this year. laughs> yes.
0: No I am... Um... I, I really like what you said about the courses that not only are you working with, you know, people that are far more experienced within that, 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 that mm. theme or that topic with you, but it's that, that idea of networking and working with teachers or like-minded professionals, right? Like everyone's Absolutely. there for, for the same reason. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I still talk to people from some of the courses that I've done. So it's building that, that network that you can sort of go to and share ideas with.
1: Isn't it amazing? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Phenomenal. That's great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, right, so some really, really nice pieces of advice there that I think are are applicable to everyone, no matter where where they are. Um, and of course, one thing that that teachers can do no matter where they are in the world, hopefully, um, especially now with you know for example, online sources, is reading. Um, I imagine you are very similar to me you you have you're reading three or four books at the same time and yeah. And-
1: <laughs> just like
0: I want to read that book um but do you have any I suppose if we're focusing on for example teacher training or materials development are there any recommendations that you have uh for teachers
1: yeah yeah uh one book that really uh that has changed my 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 mind and my perspective was the one from Steve Mann and Steve Wash um is reflective practice i don't have don't have it now because i left in the uk when i moved i had to leave lots of books but it's a reflective practice um i forgot the title but it's like reflective practice 2017 it was um yeah first uh launched uh reflective practice and this one this is great i've you know it's it's on my desk meaningful action uh earl stefnick's influence on language teaching edited by jane arnold and teen murphy this is a great book i think i've read most most of it yeah through the course uh and i'm always going back to you know i have like um, notes and everything so it's an amazing book Brilliant. yeah i would say those two good good, they are those good two are,
0: yeah brilliant. excellent yeah I haven't actually read any of those. Um, uh, they both sound really interesting. At the moment, I'm reading three or four books, and I'm just like, "Ah, oh, there's so many books that I want to read. Why don't I have more time?" We want, right? Want uh,
1: right to read like so, yeah, so many books at the same time, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's when um, you have
1: time. Yeah, I, I highly recommend those.
0: Yeah, no, no, brilliant. Um, that sound like really, really good suggestions. And I mean, if 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 Thornberry is running a course on meaningful action, then i mean he's lending his weight to to, to the yeah. book itself right um, yeah.
1: yeah
0: no that's brilliant um, just on a side note you mentioned that you wanted to to move into publishing or as a side job get paid as for, a side
1: job yes as a side
0: job. yeah interesting yeah. how how are you going about about that i mean what's obviously that's something that you're that you're looking to get into are there mm-hmm. any avenues that you're actively seeking at the moment? Are you like I don't want to go into detail specifically, but are you speaking with yeah. publishers or are you speaking with editors? Not or? yet,
1: not yet, right. but I'm thinking of doing that. Um, right. I'm thinking of doing that, contact uh, publishers. So a piece of advice that John Hughes uh, shared with us is to start by writing teacher notes, because right. he said that, uh, I didn't know that, he said that uh, publishers really want uh, writers to write teacher notes because of the the, the amount of work, really. Yeah. And um, usually, and it's something that I didn't know, that the book authors do not really write teacher notes. Um, I thought they, they wrote everything, yeah. but it's not like that, so... Uh, so perhaps i I will start writing teacher notes It's not something that I love doing to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> I really like to you know get my hands on the you know the activities and working with learners, but it would be a great uh a great challenge yeah right so sometimes we have to do things that we don't love um and yeah, I think I will start with um teacher notes and um and offer my, my, you know, this, this service and see how it goes, Brilliant. but, Excellent. um, I don't know if this will work and keep sharing my lesson, lesson plans, um, on Freed on the blog. So, yeah. And,
0: yeah. I was going to mention uh, Freed, you're, you're very, very active. In fact, I yeah. only, I only found out about Freed by seeing one of your posts. I think it was on Facebook that led ah, to, really? to, to, to Freed. Yeah. And it's like, there's like a mini section for EOT. It's like, uh, there seems to be yes,
1: a community
0: a community yeah I thought it was brilliant. There's loads of stuff on there. Um, yeah,
1: it is. Yeah, it is great. It's a great community. I'm actually the their ambassador, the E.L.T. ambassador, uh, and it's a great community. There, are, there are uh, there are nearly six thousand uh, teachers, English teachers, on free, so uh, and they share different you know different articles, lesson plans, and it's it's great for again for networking as
0: well. Yeah. So, is the is the goal then to make Freed the social media for language teachers? Uh,
1: it's more than it's more than social media, really. It's a, a community. It's not like Facebook for, for teachers. It's uh, that the, the plan is to really um, have a, a teaching hub,
0: right. you
1: know, to, to to see freed as a teaching hub with. Uh, yeah courses with forums and uh space for teachers to share their their um materials and interact with others
0: no brilliant excellent well i'll leave some links to to to, to your blog and to freed in general um and because there's loads there's loads of great stuff on there um yes yeah uh, yeah i'll make sure to to leave links there Okay. No, brilliant. Well, Athelia, uh, I'm not going to keep you any longer. I feel like I've, I've taken up <laughs> no, loads of your time. You've, you've given us plenty. No, I mean, it's we've, fun. we've looked at your your motivations for for, for, for moving into training and materials development. Some of the challenges, quite big challenges that you you faced along the way. Um, yeah. So, some advice and some book recommendations, and I have no doubt that that teachers somewhere in the world are going to find this this information useful. Um, uh, I hope so. No, I I'm, I'm sure, 100 sure. <laughs> Um, so thank you very much for your time. It was lovely to speak to you. And hopefully we get to see each other again. Thank you so much. A yeah, webinar or somewhere. Yeah, of, no?
1: of course. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Jim. It was a pleasure. And speak to you soon.
0: All right, Cecilia. So Take care, okay? Bye.
1: Bye-bye.